It's trivia time. Are you ready? Name this song, and it's by the band Queen. This song relates the tale of a group of space explorers who embark on what is, from their perspective, a year-long voyage. Upon their return, however, they realize that a hundred years have passed because of the time dilation effect in Einstein's special theory of relativity, and the loved ones they left behind are all now dead or aged. The song is called 39, in the year of 39. The song was written by Brian May, who is the lead guitarist in the band Queen. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Starting Sustainability, episode 39. I am your host, Kaylin Chenoweth. Today, we're going to talk about school supplies. And if, you, if you're going back to school, I'm not really sure. Some places around this country are and other places are not. Some are doing e-learning. Some are doing rotations where you have group A goes to school Monday and Wednesday. Group B goes to school Tuesday, Thursday. Some are for the first half of the day. Some are for the second half of the day. But either way, whether your children are going to school or being educated at home, you will still need some school supplies. Before we get into that, I do want to share what's going on in my world, my super crazy world. So I have my top five things that I wanted to share with you this week because a lot has happened. Starting from the bottom and working our way up, number five is soy wax melts. I have a wax warmer melty thingy. It's in the shape of a, an owl. It's a little ceramic thing with a light bulb inside and you turn it on and it the light bulb produces enough heat to melt the wax that's in a little dish on top of it. I can't think of exactly what it's called because my brain is not functioning right now. But anyways, over a year ago, sadly, I bought these soy wax melts in a place called Nashville, Indiana, and it's home of a whole bunch of really neat, unique little shops. And there was this candle shop there. They boasted themselves on being soy-based candles and wax melts. And I never understood what was going on, what the difference was. But when you get the regular paraffin wax, which is the really cheap scented wax that most majority candles and wax melts are made out of, you melt it, the scent gets into the air, the fragrance gets into the air, the fragrance disappears, and now you just have hot melted wax left that doesn't have any scent. So you turn it off, you, wait, you pour it out, you wait for it to become hard, and you can dispose of it. What's cool about the soy wax melts is now you don't have any of the toxins that are getting into the air when it's heated that you're breathing in. So it's healthier. That's gone. And also, once it's in a melted form, you can dip your fingers in there and rub it on your hands and your elbows. And it is a moisturizer. It's a lotion, which is phenomenal. Now there is absolutely zero waste. So I love these and I'm really embarrassed that it took me over a year to use them because I wanted to use up the other ones that I had. They got tucked to the back. We have a little kitchen junk drawer. It's actually, it's not little, it's pretty big. It's full of a whole bunch of random things. And I was cleaning it out and I found them and they were at the back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I was very excited to use them. And I remember what the lady who sold them to me told me all about them. So I did, I used it. And I noticed that when I put my fingers into the hot welted, hot welted, hot melted soy wax. It wasn't that hot. It didn't burn compared to the regular paraffin wax, which does burn. So keep that in mind the next time that you need to come up with a gift or you're even searching for your own wax melts that are going to make fragrance in your home and make it smell good. Number four is just an observation of my workplace around me. 
that all masks are required, which has been going on for a couple of weeks, but actually as of today, now I'm noticing it is required at Walmart, Kroger, Meyer. These are all stores near us where they have kind of stepped back and they are rehashing some more firm guidelines on the community because nobody was listening the first time around when masks were optional. Not enough people took it seriously, so now we have a surge again in the number of corona cases. Now it is now it is mandatory everywhere, but it has been mandatory at work for a long time. And when I first came back from maternity leave, all this was going on while I was out on maternity leave. Now that I'm back from maternity leave, so this was all normal. It was a big eye-opener to me. But I was issued two cloth masks, black, that way they could match my uniform. And that was fine. But now at the different sites, where I work has multiple sites, but all the sites now are starting to require the disposable surgical masks. The cloth masks are no longer good enough, which is very sad. They will take your temperature and then hand you a surgical mask, which of course is individually wrapped in plastic, a little Ziploc type bag, which is a shame because that has just contributed so much more waste. I was very proud of my cloth mask because of the amount of waste I was reducing and now I'm being forced to have waste and you can't recycle them. And nobody wants them anyways because they could possibly have all these germs and coronavirus and everything else. It's it's very sad. It's unfortunate. Number three on my list is at work we are switching over from all of the plastic bottled beverages to sustainable bottled beverages. Like aluminum cans, glass, milk cartons. Which is a really cool project for me to work on that my boss gave me. So I spent a few days working on this project which currently, once coronavirus hit, we are giving away free boxed lunches and a free beverage, which is mostly canned sodas and a plastic bottle of water. Before coronavirus, all we had was plastic in the cafes. So we were already working on this transition. Then coronavirus hit, so it was very easy to just rip the bandit off and go for the transition, mostly because of cost. <laughs> so the cans were a lot cheaper. So it was a lot easier to change that out where the customers of the cafe weren't going to grumble because now they're getting it for free. So they're not going to grumble. They're going to be thankful and appreciative. I did this big project for when we do return back to normal, which might be six months from now, might be two years from now. I don't know when the new normal is coming. And I've been working on changing out all of the different beverages Unfortunately, there is now an aluminum shortage because just like us, our factories shut down for a couple of weeks. So did the rest of the world. All the factories at some point shut down. Well, I shouldn't say all of them, but majority of them, including factories that produce aluminum, which are then used for a whole bunch of things, including soda cans, pop cans, whatever you want to call them. I don't care where you're from. Soda or pop, soda pop, Coke. I think I satisfied everybody there. Number two in my personal news story I did a bunch of research for produce boxes. This would be the imperfect produce, the rejected ones from the grocery stores, also known as ugly foods. I did a bunch of research and I found two that service my area, which is imperfect foods and misfit markets. I could not decide which one I wanted. I liked them both. They both have their pros and their cons. So I went ahead and signed up for both of them. And I got imperfect foods delivered first which was awesome. It was a lot of fun to open up my box and see all of the goodies inside. I had fruits and vegetables, plus I had meat and cheese and tricolored quinoa and some chocolatey sweets. That box came on Tuesday, and then on Friday, Misfit Market was supposed to be delivered, except I had to go to work, and I didn't know when it was going to be delivered. 
I got home that night around six o'clock at night and we always enter in through our garage door. We hardly, hardly ever go in through the front door. It's just mostly there for decoration at this point. We always go in and out of the garage door. It's just more convenient for us. So I went in through the garage, went inside the house and carried on our night, got dinner ready, got the kids settled for bed and whatnot. And then I needed to run out to my car for something. And for some reason I went through the front door because it was more direct to my car. And when I went out there at nine o'clock at night, I saw the Misfit Market box and went, oh no. Luckily it was just fruits and vegetables. There wasn't any meat or cheese or anything that could go bad. But I grabbed the box and I brought it in the house and I opened it up and, I, and I'm getting ready for bed. I am tired. <laughs> I've had a long exhausting day. I'm getting ready for bed and I open up the box and I notice there are ants crawling on the box. I open it up. There are more ants inside the box. There are ants all over the produce. There are ants everywhere. They had infiltrated the box. It was gross and disgusting and incredibly annoying and frustrating at the same time. I very quickly took the produce and put it all in the sink and rinsed off all the ants. It was fine. They hadn't eaten or done a lot of damage to it. But then I pulled out my phone and checked my email, which it's not Misfit Market's fault. It is my own fault. They sent me an email at 10 a.m. that my box had been delivered and I didn't get it off my front porch until 9 p.m. So it sat there for 11 hours. That's why it was completely infested with ants. Both companies, Imperfect Foods and Misfit Market, are doing a great job of reducing food waste. And all waste, actually. The box comes, the box is cardboard and it's recyclable. And then there is an ice pack in the box. And it's a gigantic ice pack. It's the size of my laptop. It's humongous. Which is great for if you're going to go camping or need to refrigerate anything in your cooler. <laughs> or if you have a gigantic lunchbox that it's going to fit into for an all-day adventure. It's big, thick, and hearty. Anyways, you can let the ice pack melt. You can keep it and reuse it, or you can let it melt, cut the corner, the contents inside, which is like a gel mixture, you can dump down the drain of your sink and it's completely environmentally safe. And then the package itself is also recyclable. So there is zero waste from these boxes. I've enjoyed both of them. The food is very good and it's fun to challenge yourself to cook something new. I also wanted to share that experience with you guys, my listeners. I did reach out to both companies trying to get a promo code so that way I could hook you up with a discount. Imperfect Foods is the one who reached back the quickest. I'm still waiting to hear back from Misfit Market, but I do have a promo code for you guys where you'll get $10 off your first box, which is fantastic. And the promo code is SS10. So that's SS10 for starting sustainability $10 off. So SS10 is your promotional code if you go to Imperfect Foods and you will get a discount on your first box. So feel free to check it out. And now for the number one story of the week. On Tuesday, there was a 25% chance of rain from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. From work, I usually get home around 3.30 in the afternoon. It's about a 30-minute drive from work. When I left work, it was bright and sunny and fine. And on my drive north, I could see up ahead, which is where I was headed, the town that I live in in Franklin, I could see up ahead dark clouds that then got darker. And then I saw lightning and more lightning, which means there was thunder, very loud thunder. I could feel my entire stomach just tighten up in a knot because I knew <laughs> my dog was at home running free, because he does well in rain. Rain is not the issue. It's the thunder and fireworks that set my dog off. 
And then I went into panic mode because <laughs> I knew something bad was going to happen. And worst off, there was nothing I could do other than just keep on driving through the construction, which made my drive even longer because it was reducing the speed of traffic. And then once I got into town, of course, I got, I entered in through the south side of town and I live up on the north side of town. And it's, a, I mean, it's not a city. It's just a town in Indiana. Every single light was red because it was now torrential downpour, thunder, and lightning, and traffic was wicked, and people don't know how to drive in the rain, and every light was red, and when they were going, they were going really slow. Finally, I got home. My normal 30-minute commute took over 45 minutes. I pull up in the driveway. I throw my car in park. I reach for my umbrella and then decide, no time, just turn the car off, open the door, run through the garage as quickly as possible. I open up the door into the house and I start screaming, Ruger, 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 come here, come here. Because that's my dog and he's terrified of thunderstorms. And it takes him a minute and I hear him come down the stairs. So he was upstairs and he comes around the corner and he greets me. Okay, good. Whatever destruction you're working on has now been stopped. Now I have to go find the destruction because that's what you do whenever there's a thunderstorm. And my dog does have medicine. Trust me, we have tried the thunder jacket. We have tried the calming treats. We've tried aromatherapy. We've done the calming spray and the bath. We tried the aromatherapy collar. And we have gotten now to prescription drugs because we've tried everything else and he does not do well and he's destroyed so much. My dog started small and destroyed a puzzle box or notebook or a Kleenex box, a roll of toilet paper, but then he's worked his way up to carpet, drywall, doors, multiple doors, probably over eight doors that we've had to replace because he has eaten them. We have gotten two $300 Houdini cages that look like jail cells that we put him in, and he has busted out of both of them. That's why he runs free now, because... <laughs> the second jail cell was $300 and it only lasted two weeks before he busted out of it. He has also eaten a couch and he even busted through a window and was up on our roof one day. This is the destruction that we live with. Now that you have understanding of the background of my dog's anxiety and how it's only gotten worse on this particular day after being home for almost two months because of quarantine and having a baby. Now I'm returning to work. And of course, now is when the summer storm hits, even though I checked the weather. Now the storm hits because the weatherman was oh so wrong. What is it that my dog ate? My washing machine. Yes, the washing machine where your clothes go. That big gigantic metal box was completely destroyed. It's a front loader machine. So he was able to get the door open and then inside the door is a rubber gasket seal, and that is what he did most of his damage on. Therefore, I did what any pet parent would do. I took pictures and put it up on Facebook and publicly shamed my dog and then asked anybody if they knew a washer repairman. Oh, so after research, we found out that the part that he ate that we needed to replace was $196, $200 to get the part. And then when we were, of course, we had to go on the website because we got our washer at Lowe's. It is beyond the warranty. So now Lowe's cannot help us. So I had to go straight to the manufacturer's website, which was very complex and not easy to navigate to figure out which part we needed. We finally figured out one of the parts, the big one, which is the rubber seal, that was $196. And then there were all these springs and screws and special attachments and everything to get it 
installed of which we're like, how do, how do we even install everything here is a verbal instruction. There were not any YouTube videos on it on how to install it. Oh, and I forgot to mention that when all was said and done, we go to check out and then it says estimated time of delivery delayed. It just says delayed. Okay, well, I need a washing machine. I have mounds of laundry that needed to get done before this dog ate it. And now he ate it Tuesday and Fridays when we finally got around to figuring out what part we needed to get it ordered. We did not have time for a delayed delivery date. So I hopped onto Facebook Marketplace and I found a used washing machine for $150. And of course, I put on my best negotiating skills and I got it for $100. And on Friday, we went and picked it up, brought it home, and it works beautifully. It's actually nicer than the one that I just lost. Two points for us in the sustainability score. We saved another washing machine from going to the dump by reusing it. And ours, which was beyond repair, so I was not even going to try to sell it to somebody else. It was taken by a junker. We have a guy that drives around our neighborhood every Sunday night and he picks up metal items and he takes them to the scrapyard and he makes money. So he took our washing machine and he got paid money. Two washing machines diverted from the dump. Now on to the main topic of this week's episode, which is school supplies and how to be sustainable and eco-friendly. First, you're going to want to try to reuse last year's supplies, if you have any left, because school ended early and all these kids had an extra long summer. The weather was not very friendly, so there were a lot of days indoors and parents were going nuts. There were a lot of crafts going on, so if you have stuff left, use that. If not, then we're going to have to go shopping, aren't we? When you're shopping, look for durable supplies that are going to make it all year long and can be reused next year and the year after that, or at least passed down to your second or third child and get it going on down the line for the rest of the family members. And if you only have one child and you don't have anyone to pass it down to, at least get sustainable stuff that you can then donate that can go to another family in need for the following school year. At this point, we are not really sure what this school year is going to look like, but I'm guessing masks are going to be involved some way, shape, or form. If you're able to do cloth masks, fantastic. And I've been in touch with Katie Ellisted, who is from Norwex, and Norwex has just now launched new antimicrobial masks. It's same out of the same, they are made out of the same material as all of the cloths, the cleaning cloths, but now it's for the masks, which is great because I've been wearing regular cloth masks, and I'll tell you what, they get moist and uh, muggy <laughs> by the end of the day, and if you cough or sneeze in them, it's now wet. <laughs> for the rest of the day, which is pretty gross and disgusting. And now you have to wash them after every use. These masks from Norwex are 81% filtration efficient, when it, and they have the backlock technology. For adults, they have a blue camo, a floral, and a gray geometric or a solid gray. And for children, they have blue with little stars. The masks run about $14.99 for the adults and $13.99 for kids. If you want more information on how these masks work and how the Norwex products work, please listen to episode 20 where I interviewed Katie Ellisad and she explained all of the science behind it. I did reach out to Katie and she's willing to extend an offer to all of the Starting Sustainability listeners and you will get 10% off. Just go to Katie's Clean Haven page 
on Facebook. So that's Katie, K-A-T-I-E. So Katie's Clean Haven on her Facebook page. Let her know that you're a listener of the podcast and she'll give you 10% off. I'm not getting paid to promote that. I just want you guys to get a deal. And I know that if you are required to wear masks, let's get comfortable ones that are breathable and that are safe. And I just want everybody to have access to that. Back to the school supplies list. Next up is a reusable water bottle. I don't even know if these are going to be allowed anymore, to be honest. Here where I work, all at our cafes, we have closed off self-serve areas. All the fountain sodas, all the fountain drinks are closed. You're not allowed to use them. You're not allowed to bring a reusable cup from home anymore. All of the water fountains have been closed off. You cannot use them. And there is bottled water stationed everywhere. And I'm going to imagine schools are going to be similar. I don't know anything for a fact. Everything is speculation. It just breaks my heart that now there's plastic bottled water everywhere and we we cannot use reusable items anymore. We're just going to stay positive and focus on what we can do. If your child is going to bring a lunchbox from home, let's keep that as reusable as possible. Get a good sturdy lunchbox, not a paper sack or a plastic sack. Get a nice, fun, good, durable, reusable lunchbox that they can use year after year. And then when you send lunch with your child, let's pack it with a cloth napkin, reusable Tupperware containers, utensils, not the plastic disposable ones, metal utensils, a metal straw, thermos, refillable bottle of hand sanitizer, eco-friendly reusable ice packs. You could even use the ice packs that come from the Imperfect Foods. Remember, promo code SS10. When your kid goes back to school, they are going to need a backpack. I highly, highly recommend a backpack that comes with a lifetime guarantee. Did you know that these exist? Because I remember as a kid, especially kindergarten, first grade, second grade, my backpack barely made it the year, and then it was trash. The zipper broke, there was a hole in it, the strap broke, whatever the case was. Let's think it through. Get something that's going to last for a long time. Lifetime guaranteed companies include Jansport and Columbia. I have a blue Jansport backpack that I got in seventh grade, and I still have it. And I'm, oh, should I disclose my age? All right, I'm 33 years old, and I got this back in seventh grade. So how old was it then? 13? That thing's 20 years old. The zipper did break on it once when I was in college, and so I mailed it back. They fixed it and sent it back to me. Free. No charge at all. Completely covered. I still use that backpack for work and actually I'm starting to get a hole in the bottom of it. So now I need to send it again. (laughs) But do keep in mind, if your kid is in high school or college, let's think forward because this backpack will last a lifetime. Going for dark blue or black are great professional looks. I used mine throughout junior high and high school And then when I did college, I did ROTC. I did Air Force ROTC, so the dark blue worked out very well because it matched uniforms, so I could still use it. And then after school, I did internships where I needed a professional-looking backpack. And now I'm a wellness manager, and I travel site-to-site and backpack. Having a dark blue backpack that's professional is fantastic. It's also great to have a good durable backpack because you're going to be traveling at some point. Again, you know, when the airlines reopen and the world is safe. But when you're traveling, to have a backpack that's good, reliable, and durable. So yes, this will be used all throughout your life. For the younger kids who want a more fun backpack, I found a company called Earth Hero, and they have backpacks that are made from plastic bottles. Like it's, they took plastic bottles and recycled them into a fabric material and made the backpacks out of them. So that's a cool way to get a fun backpack. They had raccoon and a bunny, oh, and a fox that I saw. 
and they were heart-meltingly adorable and cute. I continued to look at Earth Hero, and I really liked the company and their values. So I signed up for their partnership program, which means that I got a promo code for you, which is START, S-T-A-R-T, and that's going to give you 10% off of their products, and I will actually get 5% commission, which if you're enjoying this podcast or learning some great information, using my code is an excellent way to say thank you. If you just go to their website, being a first-time customer, you'll get 10% off, but I would appreciate it if you use my code to help justify the cost that I spend on producing and running this podcast. Earth Hero is going to be a one-stop shop for pretty much everything else on your school supplies list. They have notebooks and planners, composition notebooks, backpacks, pens, pencils, colored pencils, mechanical pencils, lunch boxes, hand sanitizer, highlighters, sketchbooks. They even have a bamboo computer mouse. They have erasers, glue, plant-based glue, journals, scissors, and even sticky notes and post-it notes. So they have a whole bunch of stuff that is all eco-friendly, one-stop shop. When I was putting this podcast together, I went through our local schools here, and I did elementary, middle, and high school, and combined all the lists, and that's how I've come up with everything. So what I could, what's left on the list that I could not find through Earth Hero, that's what I'm going to go through for the rest of this podcast and tell you where to go and what to do and the best solutions I could come up with at least. The first one is crayons or crayons or crowns, but I call them crayons. (laughs) Use last year's crayons if you're able to. If you have old or broken crayons, you can melt them down and put them into a mold like a, a jello mold, you can actually buy crayon molds and you can melt them down and make new crayons from the old broken crayons so you can reuse them. If there's not enough for a solid color to make like a solid red or a solid orange, then you can do half and half, red on one half, orange on the other. Or if you're like, how about we just make this fun? Then just melt them down and turn them into candles. And you can do that. Just add a wick in the middle. It's a craft that your kids can do and it's colorful, bright, and fun. And it'll make for a great holiday gift or Christmas gift, birthday gift, whatever gifts are coming up because it's really hard to get to the stores and go shopping right now. The next item is a school supplies box. That's where you're going to be putting all, like once your kids open up the crayons and the pencils and the glue and the scissors, this is the box that they're supposed to put them in. There are a whole bunch of super cheap plastic boxes out there that break right away. They don't even make it through the school year. Aim for a non-plastic box. You can get wooden boxes or you can get a cloth pouch, which is what I like to use at home. You can find these cloth pouches anywhere and everywhere. I have wool dryer balls that came in a big cloth pouch, so I just kept the pouch, and that has a whole bunch of cranes in it right now for my kids. So you can do something like that. You could even make a pouch if you're really crafty and got some skills. You can make a pouch from any of your leftover fabrics that you might have, bed sheets or t-shirts or anything. Oh, that would be cute to do like a t-shirt that your kid outgrew, but is has Mickey Mouse on it or a character that they really like, you could do that. Another idea is the reusable produce bags. When I bought them, it came in a set of 15, and I never use all of them. And you've got small, medium, and large, and it's a drawstring bag. So it's still easy for your kids to get in and out of. So that would also be an alternative solution for a school supplies box. Some teachers had baby wipes on there. That was really more of the kindergarten list. If you're able to, go for some eco-friendly, biodegradable baby wipes. Washable markers is on the list. So Crayola Markers has a recycling program called Color Cycle, and you can turn in the markers at the end of the year, and they will turn them into energy. 
I went to their website to look up a whole bunch of information to explain the whole process because I was like, how do you turn markers into energy? And unfortunately, that particular website is down. And it says the Crayola Recycling Program, the Crayola Cycle, is currently on hold because of the coronavirus. So they're not even accepting markers and there's not information on how they turn them into energy. Hopefully sometime in the future we'll be able to get that and share that on this podcast. Next on the list is dry erase markers, and these teachers were specific. Some wanted fine point, some wanted chiseled, some wanted broad tipped, some had very specific brands that they wanted. Just do your best. You're going to have to hunt a little bit, but you can find eco-friendly ones. And there's definitely a TerraCycle program to recycle them all at the end of the year. But my best advice to you is to find dry erase markers with refillable cartridges. These do exist. This way you can use them year after year, and it was definitely on all three lists, the elementary, middle, and high school. They all wanted the dry erase markers. Every list also had a pair of earbuds or headphones. As I discussed on the Father's Day episode, you can find wooden earbuds, which is really cool. You can also give your child a pair of your old ones, because they're most likely going to lose them or break them. At least try to find durable ones. You can even find ones where you buy them. You're supporting a World Wildlife Foundation or a small business. So if you have to get something like this and you cannot find an eco-friendly version, at least try to support your local community right now the best that you can. Also on the list, one adult t-shirt for art class. I do like this because you can just grab one of your old t-shirts. What I used when I was in elementary school was what we called smock shirts. It was basically... One of my dad's dress shirts that was old, so it was a button-up long-sleeve shirt, and I would put it on backwards, so that way it buttoned on the back. So I would put my arms into it, a friend, a classmate would have to button the top button in the back, and then I could roll up the sleeves, but then that way my outfit was completely protected from the paint and the clay and whatever else we were doing that day. An old sock to use as an eraser for the dry erase board. Ding, 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 way to go teachers. All three lists had that to have an old sock. Instead of buying a special eraser, you can just use an old sock, which is fantastic. So there is some sustainability with these teachers. It's on their mind. That's great. When it comes to Sharpie markers, blue pens, red pens, do your best. A lot of times they were very specific. It has to be a Sharpie marker. It has to be this kind of pen or that kind of pen. But do be comfortable that, again, there is a Terra recycling program available. And Staples has actually joined up with TerraCycle. So for all of the markers, pens, and highlighters, you can take them to Staples at the end of the year and use their connection with TerraCycle. They have a donation box there, and you can use that. For glue sticks, a pencil sharpener, and a ruler, I found a company called Onyx and Green. Onyx, that's O-N-Y-X, Onyx and Green. Oddly enough, I couldn't find a website for just Onyx and Green, but I found a whole bunch of supply sites that sold that brand, but that's the brand to look for is what I'm saying. (laughs) Do you guys remember those wooden rulers with the metal edges in school? Those were like deadly weapons. I remember a kid who put his hand in his desk to get something, and that metal piece from that wooden ruler was sticking out, and it went all the way in his arm, and he had to go to the nurse's office to get it taken care of, and it was it was nasty. <laughs> you know, the nurse's office where he got Tylenol and a cup of ice, because that's all that they could ever give a kid, and a Band-Aid. That's what he got. Working our way down the list. For watercolors, I didn't find much. If anybody has anything, please share that with us on the Facebook group, Starting Sustainability. 
I saw Kleenex on the list and I was like, great, cool, they could do compost with that. And then I really thought about it. No, everybody's going to blow their boogers into this Kleenex. Schools are not going to have a composting program because there is a respiratory virus going around right now. <laughs> so they're probably going to go straight into a hazard material bag. Just remember, we're going to do what we can. For folders, you can get the paper-based ones that you can now recycle at the end of the school year, which is good. Loose-leaf notebook paper, again paper, recyclable. Three-ring binder, there is a company called Naked Binder, and it is 100% recyclable. And it's a very tough, durable binder that, that she'll last, and it comes in all the different sizes, the one inch and the two inch, two and a half inch, whatever, it has all the different sizes. A zippered pouch for your binder. That's the zippered pouch that's going to hold your pens and pencils and whatnot. So you can get a cloth-based one, you can make one, but just get one that's going to be durable you can use year after year. Once you're in the binder world, like in junior high, that's you're going to need that all the way up through college. Scientific calculator. If you're able to get one used, perfect. That's going to be a financial discount for you, and it's one list that's going to go to the trash. But definitely get one that's going to be a good brand that is durable and that will get you all the way through college because those scientific calculators, I still have one to this day that I got in high school, actually. It's a Texas Instrument one. I don't know what the other brands are. That's just the one that I have that I know is still good. Geometry set. Those come in plastic or metal version. Guess which one I want you to get? That's right, the metal version. A stapler. Did you know that they make waste-free staplers? I didn't until I did the research for this. It's literally called waste-free stapler, and it's a, it has a mechanism in it that cuts out a small little bit of the papers, and it folds the paper onto itself, and now you don't even have to buy staples. Woohoo! So now you can just check staples right off of your school supplies list as well, because they're not necessary. Also on the school supplies list, staple remover. Guess what you don't need now? that because you have the waste-free stapler. All you have to do is just unfold the little fancy paper fold. The last one is correction fluid, also known as whiteout. And I couldn't really find a good solution for that. BIC, B-I-C, that company, has a line called Eco Solutions where it brags how it's 74% made from eco plastics. I don't know what that is. 56% recycled, 18% plant-based but it does not say anywhere on the package if you can actually recycle the container once you're done using the whiteout, the fluid inside. I don't really think that's a good solution. It's, I guess it's better than the alternative, the original. They're trying. They're trying. And we're going to do what we can. That's everything on my list. I'm sure there's other school supplies out there that did not make the list. I apologize. If there is something out there and you need help, please join our Facebook group, Starting Sustainability, and you can ask, hey, I'm looking for this type of school supplies, uh, an eco-friendly version, a sustainable version. What are you guys doing? Let's get the conversation going on that Facebook group. I'm also going to remind everybody that my website is terrible right now. At least the homepage is horrendous, and I'm looking for somebody to help me. I'm going to, again, put out another plea if anybody in my amazing audience has skills that they would like to help me. Please reach out and let me know. My email address is Kaylin, K-A-Y-L-I-N, at startingsustainability.com. And let me know if you're able to help, because I desperately need it. <laughs> so until we meet again, everybody, have a wonderful rest of your week. Continue to stay sustainable. And if you need notes from today's episode, 
you can go to www.startingsustainability.com slash episode 39. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.